Social media influencers. You might think of them as a bit shallow and silly, but this is seriously a big industry. Last week, a Melbourne cafe owner was ordered to pay $1,600 to Instagram influencer Chloe Roberts for posts which promoted his eating establishment. Of course, this was a minor small claims dispute. But in reaching its decision, the Victorian Civil and Administrative Tribunal had to apply the law to the business practices and the business norms of this only recently invented but now huge business. Professor Melissa Deswart is Dean of Law at the University of Adelaide. Uh, Melissa Deswart, for those who don't know, what is a social media influencer? It's an interesting question. A social media influencer is someone who attracts a certain number, and depending on what industry you're in, of followers on a platform uh, such as Instagram. So, you know, if you have, say, 100,000 followers on Instagram, you might be able to monetize or market your account because you have the capacity to influence, to advertise, to sway all of those people who are following you on social media. And people make a living out of this, right? Absolutely, they do. So we we have a number of of millionaires already in Australia who have built up their business on Instagram or on YouTube through something like uh, selling a fitness um, plan um, or clothing or food so that they are paid money and they are also given a huge number of products, essentially to do product placement on their social media account. Okay, let's focus in on this decision last week from the Victorian Civil and Administrative Tribunal. Who is Chloe Roberts who brought the claim? So she is one of these uh, social media influencers. So she essentially can go to a business and say, look, I can present you or your products in such a way that it appears that I am using your products or enjoying your service and my followers will think, gee, that's a great thing, I want to be there. So she was able to monetize her account by placing selected posts on her feed saying that she was at a particular place. And she is, I think, um, she describes herself as a a gym and fitness ambassador and and her Instagram account features lots of shots, lots of photos of her in bikinis and G-strings and and she's often pictured with with, with food or or working out on on the beach, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a fairly sort of common type of influencer. Again, as I said, a lot of the ones who have been most successful in Australia have built up their accounts through this sort of appeal to that particular demographic of, you know, young people who are conscious of of health and fitness and also style, and so she appeals to that demographic. Okay, and she has 123,000 followers, so she's sort of she, she's a popular person. Uh, now tell me who is Con who is Con Katsianis? So he's a uh, cafe owner who uh, was uh, entered into an agreement uh, with her to uh, publicise to for her to make posts about enjoying food at at his cafe in Melbourne. And he employed Chloe, I think, originally at 200 bucks a post, but then that increased to 300 bucks when when the number of her followers increased from I think 80,000 up to 223,000. So so what was this dispute about? They they had what a verbal agreement that that uh, he would pay her 200 or 300 bucks a pop? 
Yeah, so th- that's an interesting thing too about the way in which this industry is evolving. So industry statistics tell us now that advertising on social media platforms like Instagram is actually, there's now more money being spent on that than in uh, what we'd call mainstream media, you know, TV or, or print media, for example. But the nature of the relationship is very casual. So as you said, you know, the amount he paid was essentially per post, depends on how many followers you have. But the terms of that agreement were, of course, uncertain. So the issue that caused the dispute here was that the posts were made, but they are then deleted after a certain period of time. And so that was what caused the dispute, not that the posts hadn't been made, but they had been removed and he had an expectation that essentially they would stay on her account, big question then, stay on her account for how long? Indefinitely. But what we know about the way in which social media is used is that users are very careful about Uh, maintaining their account in a way that looks fresh and will often go back and delete posts that either no longer match their image or that are just simply expired in their mind. But cafe owner Con Katsiyanis says, I'm not going to pay for posts that you've deleted. Chloe Roberts responds by saying 90% of posts are viewed within the first week and it's not a good look for me or for you to have too many similar posts or photos. So is she saying this detracts from the image I'm trying to project out into the world? Absolutely. So influences are very much about what is fresh, what is what is new. And, you know, a lot of this, this really gets into this issue about what is the evolving uh, etiquette or the evolving norms of the use of social media. So as a, people want to groom their account so that it looks like the imagery is up to the minute in terms of trends. Accounts are meant to be sort of kept curated and fresh. And so that was her reason is, well, I don't want to be someone who has a whole lot of old posts sitting there. And of course, I think Partly her argument was that the older posts might, in essence, compete with the newer ones or create some inconsistency. So I guess it's the idea is that it detracts from a sense that this is an influencer who's having a fantastic, authentic life full of new experiences. (laughs) And if you keep scrolling down the screen and you see similar posts for for the same business, that that, that kind of somewhat detracts from from that idea. You you realise that you're just seeing seeing a series of, of advertorials. That's right. So a lot of the appeal of social media is this this notion, this facade uh, even, that what you are looking at is authentic, okay? So you're absolutely right. If you see the same bowl of muesli, you know, appearing routinely once a week or if there's anything about it that, that, that betrays, that breaks through that sense of authenticity, then it's clear, yeah, this person is just actually flogging this particular product or this particular place. So so why things have that vibe about them is that it has to have that freshness. It's like, wow, look what I just discovered. Look what I have found. And, you know, you too could come here and get some of this fresh happening vibe. So it must have that sense of veracity, that this is a living experience, not just a placement of various products. How are you 
finished doing a video today on something that I'm so excited to share with you guys and you guys should be excited too because this is actually something that could change your lives in such an amazing way. So what did the tribunal find? It found in favour of, of Chloe Roberts, largely. Yes, because of the, I think, you know, the, the lack of clarity of terms. Um, so if you think about if this was a, a traditional sort of advertising contract, you would know how many times uh, a post would appear, uh, how long it would be there. You Again, you'd have this issue of how many views it would have. And essentially they recognised that um, there was there was sort of vagary about what the agreement was and that she had essentially met her side of the bargain. The post had been there and had been there for a period of time that she, as essentially I suppose you could call her the business operator, had deemed appropriate and then had been removed. That There was no expectation that it be permanently there. So the, the tribunal member ordered that Con Katsuyanis, the cafe uh, owner, pay Roberts 1400 or $1,600 bucks or, or two-thirds of what she was seeking, which I think included the filing fees. So do you reckon this was a case of the cafe owner not understanding the business model of the influencer. What, what do you think was going on here? It's hard to know. I, it is. I think I think there's a bit of the issue of the gig economy creeping in here too. Um, so, you know, what, what was he paying her a few hundred dollars uh, per post for exactly? And, you know, and the belief, I suppose, that, that he had that that was – what he was entitled to, and it's very, very ambiguous. What does what does three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars get you in terms of putting a post up on social media? And I think that the case really recognises that, in fact, the relationship was more of a business relationship than just uh, you're one of my top customers. I'm happy to pay you a bit of money to make me look good. You know, it's, it's that weird uh, borderline between something that is a business and something that is just recognising that you're doing me a favour almost. But Melissa Deswite, thank you very much for speaking to The Law Report. No problem at all. Thanks, Damien.